The True Tone Lounge podcast features audio-only versions of our video interviews. To view those, please visit truetonelounge.com or our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash truetonefx. So tell us about the amps. So, so you started your own line of amps, and so we've got two of them here, and they're called the the Jote, which stands for Jack of All Trade. Jack Trade. of All Tone. Jack of All Tone. Jack of All Tone, my friend. Yeah, I got it. Jack of All Tone. And it's a 20 watt. It's 20 watts. Yeah. The so, RT means reverb and tremolo. And uh, so it actually is a little bit of a different approach design-wise. It's, it's, I'm not, you know, uh, reinventing the wheel. It's a, uh, this amp, the 20 water has a pair of EL84s okay. for us, you know, gear nuts know, know what that tube's about. It's kind of a chimey, bright, maybe a little bit Britishy sounding tube. The Vox amp made that tube famous. Right. The Vox AC30, AC15. And uh, it's push-pull circuit. It's a class AB amplifier. Nothing too revolutionary there going on in my output stage. Uh, but the way the architecture of the amp runs otherwise is, is a different approach. Okay. So one of the things I think, like when I was talking about when I figured out the Strat and the Ampeg VT40, and it was the first time I could plug my Strat into an amplifier and turn the thing up a little bit, and not feel like I got to have a pedal plugged in. To If I'm gonna play a lead, I'm gonna need a booster or some kind. I mean, you know, that's just the way it is, right? Uh, until I found that Ampeg. So I always thought that was an extraordinary thing about that amp and it stuck with me in terms of when I design, that's, you know, that's on my design board. Input stage that receives single coil pickup properly. Okay, number one. Uh, the other thing, and so that's one of the things that's unique. I have a little Pento, a 6AU6 tube. And uh, so we got enough right pickup right to the first tube muscle for a single coil. This is a very single coil loving amplifier here, this little baby. Uh, we, of course, have a volume control because we're going to need that. Right. And then from there, you know... Uh, so as a amplifier student and, and uh, doctor, you know, I mean, I've been in every amplifier that's been made, I think, at this point. Last 20 years, I've been fixing amps for guitar players. Right. Um, so I think most of us, when we find a great amp, there's something that's going to happen. There's an interaction that we like that's probably kind of hard to verbalize. And usually you're plugging in and you set the bass here and you put the treble here. And then it's volume and you know, reverb and tremolo adjustments if it's got reverb and tremolo. But it's that's usually about it. And you know, it's I just always kind of scratched my head over that and went, you know, the bass pot on virtually every guitar amp I could ever think of really doesn't even fit an electric guitar properly. It's actually a bass pot. You know, you can't really turn a bass pot all the way up. I mean, when would you ever do that? You could on an English Marshall early ones because right. they're so 
trebly. You could actually turn the treble off and the bass on and just use the mid. But that's probably the only amp, right? Yeah. Everything else, it's just kind of like this, like, yeah, you just kind of set the bass there. You wouldn't want to put it on like four. And the treble, you know, you might want to adjust it occasionally for if you're playing a bridge pickup telly or a neck pickup Les Paul, you know, treble's going to change. Yeah. So the point being that a tone stack, which is what we call that, right? There's really only about three circuits that people use. You know, there's a back side and all filter circuit, it's called. And then we use this classic tone stack, which almost every amp uses. So I don't have a tone stack. I don't, you, you don't get a bass pot. You don't get a treble pot here with, with my amp. Okay. And so what I like to say is it's because it's, it's all tone. It's all there. When you put that and you insert that in the circuitry, it's a lost circuit. <coughs> so the, although you get some ability to adjust tonally, you lose the immediacy of what your fingertips are feeling on the fingerboard. That starts to go away. And if you didn't know the difference, you'd never know that. <coughs> so this is the kind of crap that a you know maniac like me has been playing around with for literally years in building up little parts of circuits and tacking them together and you know keeping a notebook <coughs> so you know with this amp what i did is i have a switch it's it switches they're like switched stepped tone settings so you got a volume control and you have a, a rotary switch called attitude which sets the attitude believe it or not of the first gain stage of the amplifier. So I got this little pentode in there and there's different ways you could bias that pentode. And, and this gets very techy, like, but yeah. you know, you can change the way the screen grid operates. You can change the way the cathode is biased uh, tonally and gain wise with uh, not with knobs, but with some components that actually make it behave differently and sound differently also. So, you know, that's in, in it, it, it runs, you know, tamest kind of natural setting right there in the bottom. That's a little bit of a shelved top, the next setting, a little more, uh, you know, uh, classic rock, maybe sounding, um, and also a little more aggressive. And the straight up one is super wide, very bright and very deep, um, and, and a little more gain. Uh, most country or cleaner players are going to like that one. It's usually the setting I use if I choose to use a pedal, you know, because if I need the gain, I, I use a pedal. The amp likes a pedal. That one is kind of like the second one, a little more of a shelved top, an accentuated mid-range, but more gain, more, more of a rock and roll sound. Okay. And that one's full on. That's everything we can get out of this thing, you know, that and a volume control. And then so from there, I have a low cut. So when it's all the way up, it's full low end and, and it's and there's plenty of it. You know, occasionally you need all of it. Usually, and, and it's one thing I tell people who, who own these is like, you know, by all means, turn that stuff down. I have the same thing with a high cut. So. Anyhow, the low cut is a switched step to the way the signal is coupled. There's different values of components in two different stages at the same time. 
to kind of, again, maintain that touch. So if your sound's a little boomy, you, you roll off a little low. And you, and you, you know, by adjusting that. These are effects controls. My high cut is, is, a, is a different way of approaching it too. So instead of a treble pot, uh, and also we go back to looking at all the classic push-pull amplifier circuits. Almost all of them use global negative feedback to tame the amplifier, keep it from oscillating, and tame the high frequencies and lower the distortion. It's really a hi-fi trick, but mm -hmm. it's, it's, it, it just gets used into guitar amps. We're not really after hi-fi here. You know what I mean? We're not trying to reproduce accurately some sound here. We're trying to create a sound. So we, and as guitar players, we, we like distortion. We like a little bit of wild hair, mm -hmm. you know, and etc. So this amp runs wide open. And so what global negative feedback is, is you take a portion of the speaker signal, actually what goes to the speaker, and you feed it back into an earlier stage in the amp. There are st stages in, in an amplifier invert every time you go through another stage. It inverts the phase. So if you put it at the right place where it's negatively, it's out of phase, it subtracts from the signal. So most amplifiers, as soon as you turn it on, it's taking some of your sound away to make the amp flat and less distortion and also more stable. Because amplifiers will break into flat-out oscillation if you if you're not very careful about how you design things. So I don't use that kind of feedback. This thing runs wide open. So it's pretty bright. Mm -hmm. So that's what I meant about, you know, I, I gotta remind people, you know, you may not wanna run low and high all the way wide open, unless you got some really dull sounding guitar, because that would be really bright. Yeah. But then again, you might want it really that bright for a record or something, you know. Yeah. So my high cut, I take the output tube plates and I actually feed them to each other through some components, through this big attenuator network. It's kind of a crazy way of doing it and requires highly rated, high voltage stuff and a massively expensive switch to switch it with. Uh, but it also gives you this different way of operating the amp and knocking some high end off and adding some compression to the high end, which makes, you know, what, I mean, you know, it's an amplifier, you know, yeah. it's kind of like, what do you want of an amp? And, you know, like mostly what I want is when I hold a big D chord, I want it to just go like, before it fades out, you know? So I've spent years messing around with, so how do you do that? How do you get, you know, so with that high cut, that's part of it in my amp. It's a different way of going after treble attenuation. I spent a lot of time matching my power supply where it saturates and it can't give you any more because you've asked it uh, everything. Yeah. And the output tubes where they're clipping. You know, you play with that ratio. That's how you get a little bit of sag and compression and those nice ways of... You know, you hit the note, and it's right there. Then maybe it squashes a little if you play it loud. That's what we like when we turn amps up. Yes. So these are all things that for me as a player, you know, 
most players don't know about this stuff, right? They just kind of plug in and go, I like it, or, or, or I, I don't. don't. Or you end up like, yeah, man, I'm still playing the old twin. You know, the thing sounds good sometimes. And I, I don't know, you know, I, I spent many a night on stage fighting the amplifier going, you know, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> you know, I, all I know is, is um, who put the heavier strings on my guitar? Yeah. You know, because this thing feels terrible. Yeah. I can't hear it. It doesn't feel good and it doesn't sound right. Yeah. You're fighting it. I'm fighting my amplifier yeah. again. So, you know, my, those are the kind of thoughts that go through the head of a guy like me as an amp designer, that that's what I, I, I just want to make great guitar amps and I, I wouldn't care what you got to do to, to do it, to, to achieve it. Yeah. You know, I've so far, you know, I don't know if this is going to fly yet because my stuff's expensive too. It has to be, it's, uh, it's not for everybody. It's just for guys who want like the best amp there is. That's the amp I'm building. I'm building dumbbells and train wrecks. You know, I'm I'm certainly not interested in building another Tweed Deluxe. Yeah. <laughs> um, we don't need any more. Yeah. And um, you know, so I just I have that uh, you know, that's what I chase. And and I and I really do chase it. Yeah. And and you know, it takes a lot of uh, trial and error. Everything you change up front changes the back end. You change the back end, now the, now the front end's too bright, you know? You can change the wire, and the amp sounds different sometimes. I swear to God. In my 30-watt amp, which I got one of those back here, uh, you know, to just maybe illustrate how deep after it I'm, I'm going here is... You know, output transformer is a very critical element in any amplifier. So I kind of do my design process by, I have a stash of output transformers that I start with. And then I try and adjust that one if I need to. So this is a 30 watt version. This one has a pair of EL84s, 20 watts. This one has a pair of EL84s and a pair of six V6s together. Wow. And in searching for the perfect output transformer, I've so far ended up using two of these transformers because I love this transformer. And I couldn't find the right balance of tone and the way this trans the iron saturates. Um, you know, you can make a real clean amp. You know, like I could put something like a basement type transformer on that and it's gonna stay real tight and, and wide. But usually what you're after on a guitar amp is, is that, uh, that, you know, focus the picture in and then when you turn it up, it needs to, you know, it's like, it's like a great compressor, you know. It's not really distortion. It is distorted. It's about how it clips and holds and always what, what your fingers feel. So in this case, I, I so far am actually taking two output transformers instead of using one and wiring them the, together, which, you know, when I first did it and I thought, that's crazy, I can't do that. I mean, I, I don't have room on the chassis. I gotta, maybe I'll put one on top and one on the bottom. That's, that's crazy. And I kept trying not to do it. And I eventually said, wait a minute, well, I don't care. No one else cares. You know, it's gonna be more expensive this way, Yeah. but it's the sound, it's, the, it's what we're after. So let's go for what we're after, you know? 
anyhow, that's a little bit of a window into my insane, uh, obsessive, you know, quest. My, my, my own standards are pretty, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been working on this stuff for a long time and, you know, finally just got to a place where I said, am I ready to, you know, be able to make the commitment to say, I'm going to start this company. I'm going to build guitar amplifiers, which means, you know, if Clapton calls, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to not take the call. (laughs) I can't do the tour, man. I'm sorry. Can't do the tour. You know, Clapton isn't calling, but he did, you know. If he did. If he did. Yeah. So it kind of took me a while to get to where, like, I'm ready to commit to this for the next, you know, this is kind of my next, I'm going to be 60 soon. This is what I'm going to be doing from here on out, is building guitar amps and uh, hopefully building the best amps that there are. And and I'm willing to go after whatever I got to go after to do that. Well, we want to hear them. But oh, you don't want to hear them. <laughs> don't want to hear them. <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna play us, you know, uh, some some. Uh, you're gonna demo the amps a little bit, and uh, you're gonna use a couple of your guitars. So you're gonna use that '59 Strat that you talked about earlier. And tell us, uh, this is a this is a '56 that's been uh, converted. This correct? actually is a '56 Gold Top. Yeah. yeah, I've had it for years. It's. Uh, I used it with some of those people we talked about. It's on yeah. Christine's record. Yeah. A couple of tracks. Uh, and, uh, you know, like a lot of my, uh, this this one has kind of a storied history. It's been stolen and returned yeah. with different pickups. Yeah. I bought it kind of this way. It was a, I, I wish it was an original gold top because I'd love to have one. But someone stripped the top and put humbuckings in it and, you know. I bought it in about 82 like that. Pretty nice Les Paul. It's, it's not too heavy. Yeah. And uh, it's a great looking guitar. Yeah. Thank you. Well, that's the most important thing, you know. They look good. <laughs> they look good. It and, feels good. And by the way, this will look marvelous. This looks okay. marvelous. <laughs> well, Todd, uh, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's gear up to hear you, uh, you know, play through the amps and kind of show us uh, what they can do. One one last question about the amps, uh, uh, you know, the choice of speakers. You've got Celestian Blues in here. Why are you using uh, Why are you using those speakers on this amp? Well, uh, you know, the when I found the Vox AC30, however long ago, yeah. those speakers are are part of it. Yes, and uh, they're just great sounding guitar speakers. They they can be a little bright. You know, you kind of have to tame them, mm-hmm. but uh, they got this just a the, you know that special kind of I don't know what, you know, I, I, I kind of call it a coppery sound, you know, a certain kind of sheen to them, oh. a little brassy sounding on the top. Uh, and and I think they're making them very well, the, the new reissue series. As a matter of fact, I'm just now evaluating, the, they have yet another one, they call the Cream. Yes. And it's the 90 watt version. Yes. And uh, I think it's pretty good speaker. I, I, I mean, so far I'm scratching my head over it a little bit um anyhow i like them so i'm using them and uh you know i i I 212 i'm a 212 guy a lot of people are saying to me you know you got to build a combo and why don't you build a combo and that's too much stuff for me to carry around and i get it 
and I probably will get a combo up and running pretty soon, but my approach to this, I'm very stubborn about this, is that I just want to make the best amp that we can make. And that isn't a combo, because combo amps are kind of compromises of, let's shove that amplifier inside that box and, and see if we can make it so the tubes won't rattle and baffle the cabinet in some way that, you know, it's got to be tiny, so we're not going to be able to do it properly. But it might sound all right, you know, and that's kind of what most combos are. I mean, now and then somebody hits a real magic yeah. note. But I thought that I before I start from a, you know, with those limitations of how am I going to get this thing to sound fat with a single 12 in a little tiny box? Well, you know, that, that's a real trick. But 212s, I'm yeah. a 212 guy, so I'm just kind of going like, I'd rather make the standard first and then figure out how to adjust what I'm doing to be smaller somehow. Okay. But that's going to be hard. It's going to be a trick to do that. Okay. Well, well Todd, I really appreciate you, uh, you know, coming out, and we're going to hear some, some clips of you. So, All right. Thank you. Well, thanks, Zach. Th thanks for having me. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. Yeah. show my reverb a little bit which is more of a, a plate sound than it is a spring for most guitar amps it's a little different it's tube driven I use two reverb springs uh, just kind of try and show you some of the reverb sound and decay
also has like a pull bright on it if you like really brighter you know style and we got a lot of reverb show you some tremolo which we also have a, a real wide range of real stable slow trim to it gets pretty fast it also goes from very subtle intensity. To get it to stutter if you ever want to do that. All the way off. So I'm going to take the amp up a little bit in aggressive and uh, change the tone just slightly with that attitude. So this is a little more of a aggressive sound. Uh, again, I'm I'm playing a pretty much of a stock strat. No, I got no pedals, and uh, just going straight into the amp. I'll kick in a little reverb in here. Thank you. 
the old Les Paul plugged in. I've actually tailored the inputs uh, a little differently for different kinds of pickups. So input one is a little different from two. So I often like to go into two with a humbucking. So I'll kind of just start with something a little more tame, maybe. Let me show you a little bit about that low cut too. So I just started out with the lows cut back a bit. cut or add a little high cut actually Thank you. 
here's the, here's a little bit more of a full on open more gain. This is a bite switch, which is going to add a little bit more of aggressive, kind of a more martially British character. So without changing anything else, I'm just going to hit that bite switch. We're going to get more gain, but especially in the upper mid-range. show you where the high cut kind of comes in. Sometimes you use both of those together. out a little bit you know without a pedal and also I'm currently in the number two input which is a lower gain and there's no rules here you can go into number one and get even more <laughs> take some of that high cut back off it's it, it'll get plenty bright <laughs> This is my Dorado, and I got it tuned down a whole step, and it's got some, it's got some big funky tone. So let's hear some of that. Thank you. 
This has been an audio presentation by TrueTone, TrueTone.com.